Welcome to the Future Print Podcast, celebrating print technology and the people behind it. Well, hi there, and welcome to this week's EcoPrint Podcast. And I'm very pleased to have with me Gerard Fisher. Gerard, pleased to meet you. Hello. Interested to talk to you because um, your business really talks about circular circular business model and we know that there's lots of different approaches to sustainability out there and um it's trying to work out what's what and what fits with you know a, a particular business need so i was interested when i heard about you from the guys at webmart they said oh gerald fish is really interesting gent um he will tell you a bit about circular business model so here we are gerald kind of Give us a bit of background for you, of you, and then explain what uh, the model is. Okay, a uh, bit of background on me. Uh, I started way, way back in the chemical industry, actually making uh, inkjet inks and electrophotography products, so uh, chemically produced toners and things like that. So, so a bit of a, a long ago history in the digital printing market. Yes, yeah, so um, actually, a bit from so, our, a bit yeah. about market. <laughs> Glad to be back. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, since then, I moved into sustainability nearly 20 years ago now um, and worked a lot on recycling and then moved into uh, different products that could have a longer lifespan. And so recycling isn't always the best thing to do. You want to mm-hmm. make sure you've definitely used it enough first. That's where the circular economy comes in. So um, circular principles are really about making uh, making products that last, making them last as long as possible through repair and maintenance um and also utilizing them as heavily as possible so so making sure you know every moment you could be using the item you are and that that might be through your own business or it might be through sharing so things like car sharing business models that's that's another sort of option but if you go right down to the to the depths of the circular economy what, what it's really trying to do is make sure that then things are what we call nutrients for other systems so if you, if you think of a, a natural environment like a woodland everything in that woodland is is consumable by something else it can be composted or, or eaten or what have you and, and the idea of a circular economy in its purest form is that everything we make and use can also degrade into something that is useful to the environment once we've finished with it as well mm-hmm. um so that gets challenging with electronic products and things like that definitely mm-hmm. um but the idea is that, that we, we make far fewer products and they are far more benign in what they're made of and, and where where is this philosophy business philosophy come from so um the the term circular economy is was really made popular by the ellen macarthur foundation so dame ellen macarthur who yeah. sailed around the world a uh, famous sailor um when she was preparing for her journey um she knew that at some points in that journey she would be something like two or three months sailing distance from civilization so yeah. at that point on that boat she had to have everything she needed mm. For the next three months mm. so that level of planning she, she got back and then she sort of looked at how we're using the world and thought well no one's doing that planning on a global scale so mm. she developed the foundation and that focuses on circular economy and mm-hmm. um, going back a bit further in its history actually there's there's a gentleman called walter stahl who has been talking about this for, for many decades mm. um, and he used the term performance economy mm-hmm. so um really what people want is the function the outcome of the thing you know you you don't need a car you need something to get you from a to b mm-hmm. in fact you just need to if you could get a taxi for free you'd get a taxi most of the time you wouldn't even need a car so the, the think about the performance that you're trying to deliver 
And that helps you focus on, on what it is that's actually needed and whether you need to make a new product to, to deliver that performance. And that's where that's the kind of original thinking around this, I guess. So, yeah, some of the some of the earliest thinking, yes. In in your own home life, it's the, the analogy is you know, you don't necessarily need a drill, what you need is a hole in the wall to put your shelf. <laughs> um, so I guess what this is about to a degree is uh less resources, less yes. reliance on supply chain. Um, yep. more uh, less kind of throwaway attitude towards products and Absolutely. things mm. yeah. yeah yeah that kind of makes and sense. so you have what we, what we call we have a circular economy where things are going around in this this loop and, and eventually being recycled then you have what's called a linear economy where people are, are buy, making stuff buying it using it chucking it away mm. um, and not really sweating the most out of those those resources and it's a massive part of climate change um so so work by the Ellen MacArthur foundation indicated that something like half of our global carbon emissions are are due to making things that we then use and throw away mm-hmm. and if, if we can you know half the amount of products we consume we can take a quarter off our total global carbon footprint so it's, it's a big win if we, if mm-hmm. we do it properly mm-hmm. and I, I guess so your business helps companies to work this out think this through yep. get their heads around the concept and introduce it as a strategic approach to their business practice is that yes right? and that can vary um depending on on the the nature of the business mm-hmm. um, but more importantly on on the nature of its customers and, and its understanding of them mm-hmm. and back to that performance piece you know what what performance do they actually want yeah uh, and and then how do you align with that and it's it's a whole thing about shifting your business around and aligning with your customer needs mm-hmm. um and, and when you see circular businesses do this well and, mm-hmm. and we've, we've got several examples but um they kind of stop thinking about making and selling products and they're thinking about how do i make my customer more successful mm-hmm. and ultimately that's that's a fantastic place to be in commercially yeah so so let's say you're going into and, and i think what you're saying makes an awful lot of sense and i'd imagine businesses are trying to tackle this um and i was talking to someone this morning and they were saying actually it's not just uh one-way focus it's not just the business has to change it's also that mm-hmm. actually it, you've got a relationship with a stakeholder you've got people working for you you've got stakeholders yep. it's kind of the whole you know we're not operating independently in this world are no. we so how does that work how does that challenge of kind of getting everyone on board on this well it really you're absolutely right it's a massive change process mm. um and, and when when we're working with companies obviously there's the corporate side of change that, that you need to manage but as often as not it's, it's about really understanding the customer market mm. and and what it genuinely wants and and i think um when we've worked with clients that have done proper deep analysis on on their target markets they were quite shocked by how much they want sustainable offers mm. and how disenfranchised they are because they can't see them in the market mm. because no one's marketing on it because they're a little bit worried about being done for greenwash and, mm. and quite rightly if if it's not legitimate green mm. communication then fine but um when they don't see brands that are serving them making any steps they just feel totally disconnected from it they, they feel disempowered yeah. um so if you can meet that need if you can say look this this might not be the complete green solution but it's a lot better than what we're doing and it's a step in the right direction then mm. you know you'll find that customers do do come with you and we know from um we did some research in the fashion market uh if you look at people who buy a lot of clothes mm-hmm. um you know they're shopping uh, uh, weekly at least um 
a third of them already rent clothes where they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two thirds of certain groups already buy reused clothing, mm-hmm. um, but a third of them also buy a garment, wear it with the labels on, and then send it back for a full refund because they don't want to own it. Mm. And so actually in some markets, we're seeing customers doing circular stuff ahead of the businesses. Mm. And so mm. that's just lost lost opportunity, really. Mm. No, I think you're right. I mean, certainly clothing world, people are less worried necessarily about um, owning it and keeping it. And, and also it's fashion driven, yeah. isn't it? So it's kind of, you know, it, loses, the, yeah. it loses its value in, in a way. Um, I'm, I'm interested really in in sort of, when you're talking and working with clients, how you mm. how you how you manage that? How you you mentioned false fashion, for example. Yeah. How does that work when you're going in fresh to talk to them about this? Um, there's there's a number of different ways. That one of the ones that works best is is sit down with the board, uh, open up eBay, search for their products, and say, look what that's selling for. Mm. Um, you know, somebody else is selling that product that's yours was yours. Um, for a very high price, and, and you could be getting some of that business. Mm. Um, obviously, there's a cost to get it back. There's a cost to recondition it or, or, or mm-hmm. condition check it, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But normally, there's a huge amount of profit to be made. Um, and people just need that sort of commercial confidence. So, so you know, if you've got the customer bit understood, the next bit is the commercial case. Mm. Um, so, you know, what are those prices? Um, yeah. And if if you're, if you're buying back and reselling that sort of transactional stuff, then, then fine, understand those transactional costs. If you're moving to rental, then it's about your balance sheets and, and asset utilization and you know Avis and Hertz, they've been doing it for decades, but that yeah. knowledge exists. Yeah. Um, you're talking about a philosophical shift though, aren't you, for a lot of businesses yes. that have been yeah. focused on making something, selling something, yes. making something again, selling it again, making yeah. You know. And so we talk about, I don't know if you've heard, have you heard of um digital natives and digital migrants? So mm-hmm. the younger generation are, are already embedded in, in digital society. You know, we we see now there are what we would call circular natives and arguably linear natives, you know, and, and some of them are migrating to circular systems. Unfortunately a lot of businesses are uh, run by linear natives. Mm. and then they struggle to just explain to explain to the listener what what do you mean by that so um back to the fashion example the, these more intensive shoppers um mm. you know there, there's a very strong cohort in that group which mm. is is typically younger mm-hmm. female yeah. um city-based yeah. and and you know there's a lot more cultural stuff underneath in you know, all of those subgroups but um, you know, those those people are already seeking circular opportunities. And that's why they're sending stuff back once they've worn it, because yeah. there isn't a system that serves their need. Yeah. And I and I guess I've, I'm just thinking while you're talking about this, that there's there's also mm. quite a lot of research that looks at um, young people being more willing to pay more for something that's ethically produced or yeah, produced by someone with a... purpose. So there's, there's this sense um, there's a sort of ethical thinking behind this. There, there are groups that will. Mm. Um, I, I, we've always been very sceptical of, of that sort of intention to pay more kind of data because mm. often it doesn't actually play out in the market. What, what yeah, we have interesting. Done, we've, we've gone and asked people who did buy reused clothing and, and say, since you bought that, did that, you know, you bought that dress mm-hmm. whenever, did that stop you buying a new one or did you go and buy a new one anyway? And actually, um, we did some work for Depop, which is a, a platform for fashion trading. Um, mm-hmm. And they found that nine times out of 10, it stopped the person going and buying a new product. 
And so then okay. you've actually got evidence that it is having a difference on their consumption. Yeah, patterns. yeah. I mean, I, I have three sons and, and at least two of them are in their <laughs> 20s and they right. predominantly buy from charity shops and, yes. are, more, and are more than happy with that. Yeah, and, so and I actually, call them circular natives. Yeah, yes. and I think they're – and not, I mean, they're both – kind of should we say ex-student university and i think the culture of university perhaps lends itself to that they're urban you know the points you made um yeah. there's lots of things going on in there i don't I'm, I'm not i'm not conscious of them feeling they're doing it for the charity so to speak it's more That's that right. they are finding things at a better price and they're they don't have a problem yes. and they don't have a problem wearing something that someone else has worn yes which perhaps yes. was something that may have people out of that even 15 years ago that, mm. that what was called then the yuck factor was was much bigger um, mm. for, for people than it is now for the younger generations coming through yeah 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 interesting so we talk a little bit about fast fashion there and the, and the whole kind yep. of fashion world um what else what other sectors do you see as sort of really embracing this circular you, you can apply it anywhere yeah, um, we, we've we've done it a lot in fashion we, we've done a lot with um tech and electronic products mm -hmm. so for example we helped samsung set up its uh its phone leasing system so if mm. you want to go and uh lease a phone from directly from samsung they they, yeah. they did that based on the device and also um actually they provide a home repair service your mobile mm. so they'll send mm. a van to your house and repair mm. your mobile phone for you mm. um We've do you think these. do you think this sorry to interrupt you but i just asked a question whether do you think this is sort of the zip car concept and you mentioned avis mm -hmm. and hertz before as mm -hmm. being actually doing this for many years but not yes. consciously doing it in a way was seen a circular economy was it uh, do you think there's yeah. a sense that you know some of these other issues obviously help you even even in you know central london people jump on a, on a bicycle you know mm -hmm. same thing their bike yeah. or share bike yeah. share bike you know so so these this this sort of sense that we're just rethinking the way we operate and buy. Yeah, and it, it's it's down to this. Um, a few years ago, somebody at IKEA, I think, said we'd reached peak stuff. And it's like, how much stuff do you need? Yeah, and you, you, you're cool. living in London. You, you probably have a relatively small flat, you know, mm -hmm. if, if you're starting mm -hmm. out. Have you got room for all this yeah. clobber, you know, for yeah. another bike? And yeah, well, we know when we go to the rubbish dump what you see going in the uh, in, yeah. in the dump, it's just crazy, <laughs> isn't it? So, um, I'm always interested in, uh, because you know, we're running this eco print event and uh, we're building up a community around the sustainability story in the print industry and the packaging industry. I'm always interested because there isn't a sense that there is any one guiding force behind this at the moment, and, sure. and people are sort of saying okay, I want to do something, but I'm not sure where to go to do what and how to do it. Mm. Mm. So I guess what I'm saying is you offer, Circular Economy offers one option. Yes. Um, yeah. And if I was sort of saying, okay, let's say we're sitting in front of a, a printer, what would you say the, the value of the Circular Economy thinking is and, and why, why should they take that approach? So I, I think I'd, I'd bring it back to that alignment with what the – the use case mm -hmm. actually is and what, what the customer needs. Um, so, for example, we, we worked with a tyre company where they we actually stopped them selling tyres, mm -hmm. controversially, and now they sell miles of service to their customer. The customer buys miles Very using clever. the company's tyres. Um, and so then the company is aligned with that tyre always being well-maintained, mm -hmm. always being correctly inflated. And when it's time to get it back and retread it, they're on that already before the customer even knows it needs Very doing clever. 
So, so from a print industry perspective, I think the question is what what is the what's the presentational need, mm-hmm. and how do you best meet that need? It might be quite a radical alternative mm. uh, to what you're currently doing. Mm. Um, but arguably, and you're, you're right, it can be different from from other disciplines of sustainability. So. Um, you might be trying to reduce the carbon footprint of a product mm-hmm. very, very validly. Circular economy might inform you to increase the footprint mm-hmm. and treble the life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it, it's it's footprint per use. Is uh-huh. much, much lower. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so um, it, it does make you step back a bit and think a bit more. You know, some of our clients have, have said this now gives us justification to pay more for our product mm. so that it's more robust and more durable mm. and and that's where you're getting back to this performance economy thinking mm-hmm. of um by the time you've finished with that thing whatever it is most of the costs should have been maintenance and labor in in keeping it going mm. the, the the actual item cost should be relatively small Jared, mm. really quite interesting talking to you um for anyone who would be interested to hear more from you where do they go to find out about what you do and your business and, and so forth so, uh, so so our business directly we're called qsa partners so mm-hmm. you can go to qsapartners.co.uk mm-hmm. um, more generally if you want to find out about circular economy seriously just google it there's loads of stuff now on the mm-hmm. internet um and the ellen MacArthur foundation is is a major source of some of the big hitting stats and, and mm-hmm. some of the uh, larger scale efforts that are going on um I think what I would warn is there's there's lots of people talking about circular economy and really what they're focusing on is recycling. Mm. Um, and if you look at some of the material, you know, recycling is is the thing you do at the very end when you've done everything you possibly can with a product. Mm. Um, so it is it is a viable option, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not make it and then recycle at end of life mm. and that's mm. happy mm. days. Mm. Um, you know, it should be reuse, repair, that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, we've we've got some stuff on our website sort of explain some of those concepts. Um, yeah. Yeah, help people through the journey really good thank you very much for that and um most grateful for you just giving us a bit of insight there i think it's uh it will certainly cause people to think differently about what they're doing um and hope to catch up with you again perhaps soon and maybe face to face at some point brilliant thanks, thanks very much thank you for listening if you enjoyed this episode you can subscribe now for more great audio content coming up and visit futureprint.tech for the latest news partner interviews in-depth industry research and to catch up on content from future print events we'll see you next time on the future print podcast